A brief editor's note. Despite having high-quality podcast mics, we instead forgot to change the settings and recorded everything through a five-year-old webcam. Hooray! We hope it's not too hard to listen to and you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to Help Meets, a podcast for Latter-day Saint couples looking for faith-based approaches to strengthen their marriage and family. I'm Stephanie. I'm Adam. Every episode, we'll talk about common challenges for couples, look for answers in the gospel of Jesus Christ, and find tools that help us grow together. Help Meets is sponsored by TheGurum.com, where you can find modern LDS art to remind you of gospel principles and bring the spirit more fully into your home. We hope you enjoy the show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today, Stephanie? I am doing okay. You know, we've been, all of us have been sick this week. Yeah. I am still congested. Yeah. Our baby is teething and crying upstairs. So not a hundred percent. Let's make it clear. Our baby is going down for a nap. Yes. <laughs> I didn't abandon him. Crying and teething upstairs. Yes, we have a monitor here. We're watching the monitor. He's in his crib going down for his nap. (laughs) I just didn't want to be like, we abandoned our baby upstairs and no, it's it's time for his nap. He's going down for his nap. And speaking of which, today we're talking about... That's right. (laughs) We're talking about how we can parent together. Yes. I did want to make it clear that this is not how to parent. Yeah, this like is not... what philosophy to use or techniques yeah. or anything like that. It's more about how can we be on the same page? How can we be unified when we are going about the day-to-day responsibilities of parenting? Yeah. And I think to me that's really important because as we have been trying to be better parents, I actually, you're currently reading a parenting book. I had I just read that parenting book and I just finished another parenting book. And it was so frustrating because there were so many times in these parenting books where both people made really strong arguments for doing completely different things. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually okay that different parents choose to parent in different ways. I personally don't believe that there's one best way to parent. And after reading these books, I actually feel that more now than ever. But... What I do also agree, or I do think is really important, is that as parents, as a couple, that we choose how we want to parent together and that we do parent together. Yeah, you have to figure it out. Yeah. Before we do that, though, before we really dive into that, I did want to just recap a little bit. Last week, we talked a little bit about how we can stop keeping score in marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. And we shared some tools and some ideas for how we could potentially do that better. And it was cool because it actually ended up being kind of two sides of a coin. One half of that coin being how to be more charitable and how you can improve in doing that. Mm -hmm. And then the other half was being more grateful and how you can see your spouse doing more good things. And so we we had some tools that we shared and those tools were for developing charity, praying for charity, and praying to see our spouse more how our Heavenly Father sees them. And 
in an eternal perspective that allows us to work with them to try to achieve that eternal goal and not the little goals that sometimes get in the way. And you shared a couple of tools, the two being a gratitude journal mm -hmm. and setting aside time every day to ponder and think about and train yourself to be more grateful for your spouse. So I did okay with mine. <laughs> I think you did better with me. <laughs> we were kind of in survival mode to give us a little credit. That's I would true. like to carry these over to the next week as well. I, would. I, I did pray for charity as you had recommended a few times. And I definitely feel like when I prayed for charity, I was more mindful of that goal mm -hmm. and that, that Heavenly Father was giving me opportunities to be charitable, but also helping me be better than I am on my own, right? Which is like the whole point of inviting yeah. Heavenly Father into prayer. How about yeah. you? I definitely felt like I, I absolutely did pray for it a few times and I appreciated that. I appreciated that exercise. I, I'm not sure, disappointingly, that it really translated to being more charitable, which is disappointing to me. But, you know, with all things, I think, you know, this is not a sprint, right? Mm -hmm. It's an eternal marathon. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I'm going to be hard on myself for that, but I think I definitely want to keep doing it. And continue to try and pray for charity, pray to see you in that eternal perspective and our children in that eternal perspective. Cause that was actually one of the things that I also enjoyed praying for. And hopefully I will then be more mindful of that and more reminded of that in those moments when I really need it. Yeah. Yeah. And then with the gratitude things, I just didn't do them. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did try to throughout the course of the day, mentally recognize when you were doing something that I could appreciate or be grateful for, but I didn't set a t aside time to kind of meditate on that for the 60 seconds. Yeah. And I didn't write anything down. So that's something that I'm going to have to do at another time. Yeah. I really like the meditative approach of just trying to build those new mental pathways, whether or not you choose to write them down. So that I definitely think I'm going to still attempt as well. Because I also didn't do anything. You did. See, you did better because you at least did some of mine. And I didn't do any of yours. Well, I kind of cheated. <laughs> I have been praying for charity. Still counts. I've been praying for charity for like nine months straight daily. <laughs> like I have a reminder on my phone to do it. So that wasn't really like a new thing for me to do. I was just kind of thinking more about the conversation we had as I was praying about it. Well, that's still good. So that's still good. Well, then let's get back. Let's dive in and talk about our main topic today, which is how we can parent together. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to start by just talking about how we have done parenting together and what we kind of feel like the status quo is. Yeah, I think kind of going off of what you were saying about the parenting books, we have definitely been trying to do things, but we end up in situations that we haven't prepared for all the time. Yeah. 
So we are the parents of a three-year-old and an eight-month-old. And with the eight-month-old, I do feel like we have it more on lock. Like mm-hmm. we, <laughs> because we've had, and they're both boys, because we've raised that age before, as he reaches certain milestones or does different things, 90% of it we've already seen. So we kind of know what we want to do and how we want to approach it. Yeah. It's with the three-year-old, our toddler, that we struggle more because it's like, oh, he has never done that. Or he's never, like, it just, it feels so much more new. So sometimes I feel like we're caught mm-hmm. and we're in a situation that we we didn't prepare for ahead of time. And what we end up doing is trying to decide to discipline in the moment. And sometimes that goes fine because we think similarly or have similar values. But sometimes what ends up happening is we don't like what the other does and we either go with it, but we're kind of like annoyed in the background (laughs) because we would have done something different, right? Which isn't great. Or we say something in the moment which kind of invalidates our like the other person right in front of the toddler, which is not great. Right. And makes the person like feel criticized. I remember a few weeks ago, I did this to you where you were parenting John in the moment. And I was like, Oh, I would do this differently. I read this thing. And like, I tried to explain it to you and tried to do it like nicely, but it was really frustrating for you. And we had a conversation about it afterward. Cause you were just like, I really feel like you were coming at me and that definitely wasn't my intention, but I understand why I made you feel that way. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure I have done the same thing to you. You have. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of any specific examples right now, but I'm sure I have done that. And I think as we've talked about this, you mentioned some things that we've done well, like we've, we have tried to prepare, we have tried to talk a lot about, what we can do to improve and we have even tried to employ some of these things but I think like you said some of the challenges have been we aren't always prepared and you know even when we are prepared things don't always go according to plan I think it's Mike Tyson he says everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face yeah I mean but and that's definitely like a good parenting because (laughs) I just I never would could have or would have expected the things that we face as parents, like just little, little things that yeah. happen every single day where it's like, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, you, you would think, you know, you're the oldest of two mm-hmm. and have very few nieces or nephews. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I you have zero nieces and nephews, but you have a few small cousins that you well, are I have nieces with. and nephews through marriage, like through you. Yeah, but I mean, like... But my brother doesn't have any kids. Yeah. And I held one, maybe two newborns before our own (laughs) newborn. Like, no joke. Yeah. I I had so little interactions with little, little kids. Yeah. Now, on the flip side, I, being the youngest of seven children, I have, like... I was, like, an uncle when I was 10. Yeah. And even though... But here's the, the, the thing that's funny to me is that, yeah, I spent time around kids I even babysat on occasion 
or would watch a kid for a few minutes while like their parent ran outside, you know, like I was around kids more. I held kids more, but still totally unprepared. Yeah. Right. The difference between watch this kid for 30 seconds and watch this kid for eight hours straight, totally different experience. And it's just, it's so much a learn as you go thing, just yeah. like marriage. Like, yeah. You just have to learn as you go. There isn't any way around it. And because of that, it's really hard to parent unified. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because how can you be unified when you're trying to figure it out in the moment? Yeah. That's kind of the struggle. Okay. This is where we're at. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's worth talking about where we want it to be. Right. As you said, we're trying to learn. We're trying to grow. And I think for me, at least, I'm looking for peace. (laughs) You know, I just, if I had to say, yeah, what my ideal future state, my ideal state or vision for what it would be like to parent together would be peace, Mm -hmm. feeling unified. Right. But what does that mean? Feeling like we're on the same page. Feeling like, you know, we have that like Connection. something comes up and it's not stressful because we know what we're going to do, what the other person's going to do. Or or even if we don't know what the other person's going to do, that it's still peace. And I think you can have that. Do you think that's like trust? No. I, I think, and we'll talk about kind of some of the things that we looked at, but I think you can still have peace, right? At, during Sunday school the other day, we were talking about, you know, how how do you feel you're living the gospel correctly? Mm-hmm. And somebody said something, you know, we have some members of our ward who have had really significant health trials. Yeah. And a lot of these people chose to speak during this time. And one person who themselves and family members who have really struggled with health, they said there's a difference between pain and suffering. And to me, this is the same thing. It's like in that moment of parenting and dealing with a toddler, it's normal to have pain, right? No one likes, and I don't think ever will, enjoy having someone scream into your ear or, going back to Mike Tyson's quote, literally punching you in the face. That's Our toddler has never punched us in the face. <laughs> you've never been hit in the face by our toddler? No. He did that to me today. <laughs> Are you sure? He's never hit me in the face, ever. Oh my gosh. I want to knock on wood, but there's no wood. He threw a book at my head last night while we were reading. That was probably an accident, but he (laughs) threw a book at my head while we were reading. And then today he literally hit me in the face. He's never hit me in the face. Well, I guess I'm doing something wrong. He sometimes smacked my leg to get my attention, but he's never never hit me. In anger? Even in anger, never in the face, but maybe because I'm like not like hovering right Right. by him. He's most certainly hit me in the face. But he still tries to hit, right? He definitely tries to hit. And in those moments, that's difficult, but I would still like to feel internally like I'm at peace. Mm -hmm. And so for me, those are certainly the things I'm looking for. Peace and feeling unified with you. That in those moments that we're on the same page, we want to do the same thing and we understand and sure trust. You mentioned trust. I'm sure there's an element of we understand and trust each other. 
For sure. What about you? When you imagine like where we want to go, how you want parenting together to be, what are some of the things you think of? When I imagine unity, I imagine Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. So when Christ was about to perform the atonement, we can read in John 17, 21, he said, he said a prayer for unity, that they all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee, that they may also be one in us. I think Christ's example of unity is so good because there are literally parts of the scriptures where we're like, I don't know if that was Christ or Heavenly Father speaking, but it doesn't matter because it's the same. And there are also instances in which, you know, Christ talks about or other prophets talk about, you know, whenever Christ was doing something, he was going about the Father's business. I would like it to be that way with us where you know, our kids are never like, oh, go to this parent for this response and this parent for this other response. Yeah. I definitely did that with my parents. Yeah. No offense to my parents. <laughs> Just because they behaved very differently and made some decisions differently. I I want it to be like going to mom and going to dad, exact same thing. Yeah. You know, because they are that unified. Yeah. They're that much on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. And... I think that's a good point. And you mentioned very briefly one of the things that as we talk about, okay, that's where we want to go, how we can potentially get there. So what are some of the things that you looked at for us to become more unified in that way that you expressed? The main thing that I looked at was family councils, which because I didn't grow up in the church, I, I didn't do them. But they've been something that's been really interesting to me, especially since we've had kids, because of the planning and preparation aspects of them. Mm -hmm. You can talk through things that are actually going on, but you can also talk about how you're going to handle things preemptively. And like keeping any commandment or doing anything in the gospel or in life, we can set ourselves up for success by deciding how we're going to respond, especially if we're, we're wanting to respond the same together. Yeah. Having that conversation ahead of time prevents kind of what we were talking about earlier, which is we get caught sometimes in these situations where it's like, Ooh, I don't know how we want to approach this. So if you look at the church's beginner's guide to family councils, it talks about executive family councils or the ones that are just between us, between spouses. Yeah. And questions to ask yourself, questions to ask your spouse. If you look at questions to ask your spouse, number three, what do you think blank kid's name is struggling with? How can we help? I feel like this is one of the areas where we can do some preparation, where we can talk about hey, I've noticed our toddler is, you mentioned hitting, you know, struggling with hitting yeah. or struggling with being physical or, or processing, you know, anger or when we have to say no or whatever it is, how do we want to deal with that? Yeah. I, I think having that conversation together alone during a family council so we can make plans, agree on what our values are, sets us up for success in the weeks going forward. Yeah, absolutely. 
I, I completely agree. I'm really glad that you found this because when I started thinking about, okay, how can we better parent together? I thought of these like two specific ways. One was prepare better. And then two was act better in the moment. Mm-hmm. Right. And I focused on the second one. So I'm so glad that you focused on this one. And I love this idea of having an executive family council. And I love this question that you've found on the beginner's guide to family councils at LDS.org. And Church of Jesus Christ. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but really talking about, you know, okay, this is what our child is struggling with. And just trying to, in that moment, get on the same page. What is the challenge that they're having? How do you want to approach this together? And just discuss together based on your own personal experience, right? The goals you have for your child and understanding the child. Try to make plans to better respond in the future to that thing the child is struggling with. Yeah. And not just understanding the child, but understanding each other. I think our parenting defaults and our parenting wishes are both very heavily informed by our upbringing, right? So making sure we kind of know, hey, how are you brought up? Is that why you want to do this? Or is that why you want to do this differently? That can really help because even if you're not discussing the exact situation or exact problem yeah if you have more of an understanding of your child and your spouse you're going to understand more of how they're going to react in that situation which brings me to my question of what about the times we do get caught or what about the times when we weren't prepared what did you find to help us in those situations yeah so the first thing that honestly came to mind is actually it was an example of a parenting situation from a talk called What Are You Thinking? by Elder W. Craig Zwick of the 70. And he gave this in April of 2014. And the story at the beginning is so vivid. Like, I remember, I bring it up all the time. (laughs) Because it's so vivid and frightening, right? (laughs) This is honestly a worst case scenario of we didn't, like, this is a great example of we couldn't have thought about it beforehand. Yeah. There was no way we could have prepared for the situation. And that means we have to understand not because we couldn't prepare. Now we have to understand how we can react better together, right? And so this story starts 41 years ago. I climbed into the driver's seat of an 18 wheel semi truck with my beautiful wife, Jan, and our infant son, Scotty. We were taking a heavy load of construction materials across several states. This is obviously something I would never do. In those days, there were no seatbelt restrictions or infant car seats. My wife held our precious son in her arms. Her comment, we sure are high off the ground, should have given me a clue about her feelings of apprehension. As we made our descent over historic Donner Pass, a steep section of highway, the cab of the semi suddenly and unexpectedly filled with thick smoke. It was difficult to see and we could hardly breathe. With a heavy rig, brakes alone are not enough to rapidly decrease speed. Using the engine brakes and gearing down, I frantically attempted to stop. Just as I was pulling to the side of the road, but before we had time to come to a full stop, my wife opened the door of the cab and jumped out with our baby in her arms. I watched helplessly as they tumbled into the dirt. As soon as I had stopped the semi, I bolted from the smoking cab with adrenaline pumping. 
I ran through the rocks and weeds and held them in my arms. Jan's forearms and elbows were battered and bleeding, but thankfully she and our son were both breathing. I just held them close as the dust settled there on the side of the highway. As my heartbeat normalized, I caught my breath. I blurted out, what in the world were you thinking? Do you know how dangerous that was? You could have been killed. She looked at me with tears running down her smoke smudged cheeks and said something that pierced my heart with, and still rings in my ears. I was just trying to save our son. This is an incredibly harrowing story, right? The first time I read it, I like started to tear up because I was, it's so scary, right? He goes on to talk about how this, this gut reaction he had where he, you know, he expresses, don't you know how dangerous this was? Don't you know how bad this was? In this situation, it was a life or death situation. And she responds, I was just trying to save our son. Now, as a parent, (laughs) luckily, we are very rarely placed in this life or death situation. But I do think we often as parents are trying to help our children, do something good for our children. And the other person might not see it that way and might not have that same perspective. Well, yeah, I think we need the explanation that in the next paragraph where he realizes when she says, I was just trying to save our son, she thought the engine was on fire and the truck was going to explode and that they would die. And that's why she bailed. Yeah. Like before the truck had even stopped. Yeah. Whereas he knew it was an electrical failure. It's bad, but it's not going to kill them. Yeah. So he knew that he could slow down. It was that difference in the knowledge that they were kind of acting upon and what they thought was going on that led them to do different things. Yeah. And this happens in parenting, right? When our child starts screaming or starts hitting us, right? We start acting in a specific way. And sometimes as a parent we might disagree with how our spouse and partner have chosen to react. And sometimes we might agree with it, right? And sometimes we have different information. Yeah, like sometimes we have sometimes different information. one of us has been watching the kids and the other one's just entering the room. Exactly. So, you know, whatever discipline is being executed might be seem harsh or seem lenient, depending on what we're thinking as we come into the room. But with more context, it seems different. Like Right. And at the end of the day, you know, what he finds is the importance of perspective, Mm -hmm. the importance of trying to see things from your spouse's point of view. And in that moment, trying to become more unified with them. So I really liked this idea, you know, as you've talked about, you know, our ultimate goal is to be unified, but being unified can be really difficult. So we can prepare as much as possible. We can have conversations. But then in the moment when things are getting difficult, we need to learn how to see things from our partner's perspective and slow down and try to be as unified with them as we possibly can be. Yeah. And I really like this idea. So how do we do it? I think it's hard. But I did find an exercise that I actually thought was really fun because I love things where it's like, okay, I don't have to do something so different. I can just incorporate it into my own life a little bit. Right. Like 
dedicated, serious time. Yeah, exactly. Spouse. Yeah. Because not everything can or needs to be a serious conversation. <laughs> yeah. So this tool I found from Psychology Compass. And it was interesting because as I looked for tools and exercises that you could do, a lot of them were focused on children, which are really mm -hmm. cool. So if that's something, you know, you feel like you want to do with children, there are really great resources online. This one was nice because it focused more on that adult. Mm -hmm. How do you, as an adult, how can you practice developing perspective? So this exercise that I found starts with doing something we all love, reading a book, or watching a movie, something, some piece of fiction, mm -hmm. right? I actually also think you could do this while you're reading the scriptures and it might actually really enhance your scripture yes, study. Sir. But what they say to do is pause, right? If you're reading a book, just pause on the page or if you're watching a movie, pause the movie and ask yourself a few questions. What is the character thinking right now? Why? Why is the character behaving this way? What emotions is the character experiencing right now and why? Mm -hmm. And I like these questions because this is obviously what we're trying to do in the moment when we're parenting. When we get in that situation where our spouse has taken some kind of action, before we just go and negate the action that our spouse sure. is taking or criticize the action that their spouse is taking, we can stop and ask ourselves these questions. What is my spouse thinking? Why are they thinking this way? Why are they maybe behaving this way? And what are maybe the emotions that they're feeling right now? Why are they feeling those emotions? Right. Trying to understand and empathize. Yeah. They go on to say, after the movie, ask yourself more questions. Did you do a good job of understanding? Right? Were you able to understand and have a good understanding of the character? Do you think you have a good understanding of the character? Did you tend to understand the reasons the character did what he or she did? Do you feel like you could really get inside the character's head? Could you feel the emotions the character portrayed? At key moments in the story, did you feel like you knew exactly what the character was going through? Mm -hmm. And I, I like these questions too. And I think it's something you could do with your spouse as well. So in the moment, as your spouse, you know, a child is flailing and the spouse is doing something. Before you just jump in, just try to think, how is my spouse probably feeling right now? Why are they maybe acting the way that they're choosing to act, right? And it, this could be if it's 100% in line with something you've talked about, or it could be if maybe they're acting, this is a new situation, so this is something you haven't talked about, or it could even be maybe they're acting differently than you discussed, wanting to act, right? Afterwards, then... Talk to them about it, right? Be unified with them in that moment as much as possible. And then afterwards, talk to them. Hey, this is how I felt like you were feeling in that moment. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Were you feeling frustrated? Were you feeling angry? Were you feeling scared? Were you feeling sad? Were you feeling, this is how I felt. This is what I was able to surmise from the situation. Is that how you were feeling as well? And just be able to talk about it and understand it. And I appreciate this because it's not about disagreeing with your partner. It's not about correcting their behavior. It's just about understanding how they were feeling. Mm -hmm. And then I think you can take this and you can apply it to that family council. Right. Right. And, and 
to talk about how things that have happened, why they happen that way, what you want to do moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Because sometimes you have a conversation about how you want to respond, maybe find out that it's difficult to respond that way, or maybe find out as you're responding this way, mm, this isn't working the way that I yeah. thought it was going to work. Yeah. And have that conversation. So I really feel like these two things are like a loop that you can continue to do, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And by setting up time to be a family and, you know, counsel together as a couple, and then in the moment, trying to see your spouse's perspective more, and then take that information, bring it back to the family council. I really feel like we could develop a really self-fulfilling loop yeah, you're making a circle with your hands as you're talking. Like, yeah, no one can see it. <laughs> but, I can see it. But making that that cycle where we can just be better a well-oiled machine. I feel like yeah. that's what you're kind of talking yeah. about. Yeah. And make a little bit of progress, right? Just make constant, continuous progress, dealing with new challenges and new situations, and being more unified. I really think that these two things could really benefit us. Yeah, there's a quote by President Hinckley. It said. Strong family life comes of parents who love and respect one another and who love and respect and nurture their children in the ways of the Lord. He didn't say unity in that quote, but I feel unity all over it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, love, respect, nurture in the ways of the Lord. That's exactly what we're trying to do when we're figuring out how to parent together. And I think that as we do that, I've said it before, probably on this podcast, even though this is the second episode, and I will say it again, the Lord loves effort. He just loves it. Yeah. And I feel like as we try to do this, and it's a righteous goal, he will bless us and help us, and we'll become better parents, and we'll become better people. I totally agree. Well, there's only one more thing that I think could be a helpful tool. And that's actually one of the pieces of art that we have at the Urim.com. Mm -hmm. And it's called Help Me from Aubrey Memma. Can I talk about it? Please. Okay. So obviously this piece is near and dear to us because we share names, right? Help Me is the name of the art and Help Me is the name of our podcast. But I like what Help Me actually means. So in Hebrew, the word Help Me comes from the words Ezer and Connecto. <laughs> Connecto, which connotes strength through opposition. And obviously in marriage and in parenting, we're always facing opposition and difficulty, but we can find strength through the experiences and through each other. And we know through modern day revelation, especially the things that we learn at the temple, that Eve wasn't the only helpmeet we're helpmeets to each other in our partnerships and in our relationships. And as we try to come together and help each other parent, help each other become like Jesus Christ, we're more successful. We're blessed. Yeah. We were never meant to do it alone. Yeah. And I love this piece, Help Me, as a reminder of that, a reminder of the fact that we are stronger and more capable when we are working together as husband and wife. Yeah. Help Me is a super interesting piece because first, Aubrey does all of her work in almost like a pointillism. 
It's just straight up pointillism. Okay, okay. It's just straight up pointillism, <laughs> right? It's it's there all of no these lines. intricate and tiny dots that then create. And in this specific piece, it creates this loop. We have hands passing and creating a loop, passing the fruit from one hand to the other. And then another hand taking the fruit and passing the fruit it to of the, the tree other. of knowledge. Yeah. Okay. And it's a beautiful piece that obviously refers to this specific moment in time, this biblical moment where Adam and Eve share the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But as you've said, it to me builds on this partnership and idea of serving as help meets for each other and bearing a burden together. The same burden that Adam and Eve inherited in the fall is the burden that we have mm -hmm. to struggle together, to, to grow together, to learn together, to raise children together, and be more unified together. And so I love this piece. It's a beautiful piece from our artist, Aubrey Memma. And we definitely hope you'll check it out as well. Helpmeets is produced by the Urim, an online store for modern LDS art that invites the spirit more fully into your home. You can learn more about us by visiting theurim.com. That's T-H-E-U-R-I-M.com. Executive producers, Stephanie and Adam Janes. Edited by Adam Janes. Thank you for listening to Help Meets. <laughs>